We're on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. To the Batmoles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell, some genre-related news before we get to today's discussion. Lost in Space on Netflix has been confirmed for a third season, which will be the final one for the reboot of the classic 1960s Irwin Allen series. The show is set to return in 2001. Rather than a premature end, showrunner Zach Estrin says that from the beginning, Lost in Space was intended as a three-season trilogy. He further promised that the show will conclude with an epic finale. Lost in Space stars Molly Parker, Toby Stevens, Parker Posey, Maxwell Jenkins, Mina Sundwall, Taylor Russell, and Ignacio Sir. Riccio. The final trailer for Marvel Studios' Black Widow dropped earlier this week, and it included the revelation that the villainous Taskmaster plays a major role in the film. You can view the trailer on the Fantastic Forum Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Fantastic Forum. And while you're there, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We love to be liked, and we like to be followed. The coronavirus pandemic has claimed as victims this week a number of convention events, movie projects, and theme parks. The Entertainment Software Association announced in a statement that E3 2020, scheduled for June 9th through 11th, has been canceled. The statement went on to say that exhibitors and attendees would be contacted with information about full refunds. Anaheim-based convention WonderCon also announced a postponement. That show had been slated for April 10th through 12th. New dates for the convention, which is administered by Comic-Con International, have yet to be announced. Locally, the Annapolis Comic-Con, which had been scheduled for today, was postponed. The Twitter feed for the show announced that pre-order tickets will be refunded and that the show will take place later this year, although no new dates have been determined for that either. And the theatrical premieres for Fast and Furious 9, Disney's live-action Mulan, and The New Mutants have also been moved back. Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi also suspended production as director Destin Daniel Cretton has been advised to self-isolate by his physician while awaiting test results. Although the second unit remains in production for now, that movie began principal photography in Australia in February. Production on the adaption of Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, starring Rosamund Pike, has been suspended. That movie had been shooting in Prague. And theme parks Disneyland, Disney World, and Universal Studios Hollywood have temporarily closed. At least for now, all are expected to reopen by the beginning of April. More on this story as it continues to develop. We're saddened by the passing earlier this week of Max von Sydow. The Swedish-born actor was known for his roles in many genre-related films and television series, including The Exorcist, Flash Gordon, Dune, Game of Thrones, Minority Report, Star Wars, Judge Dredd, Needful Things, and Conan the Barbarian. He was 90. And today on the radio show, we're talking about some of these current events the continued impact 
of the coronavirus because you know nerds know about this stuff like nobody else. And the new movie from Sony and Valiant Entertainment that opened yesterday, Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel in the title role. And here is the official Fantastic Forum review. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. Everyone knows Superman and Spider-Man. Those characters and others have been cemented in the collective consciousness of the popular culture, first through their comic book adventures, and later via radio, television shows, weekly serialized adventures, and top-grossing motion pictures. Hollywood is nothing if not imitative. It stands to reason that if one comic book superhero can be successful, then others can too. Ultimately, that is the premise behind Bloodshot. Bloodshot is published by Valiant Comics, or rather, Valiant Entertainment as the company is known today. If you're not already familiar with Valiant, you likely will be soon, particularly if this movie enjoys commercial success. Bloodshot was created in 1992 by Bob Layton, Kevin Van Hook, and Don Perlin, and is part of a tapestry of characters that includes the likes of Exo Man of War, Harbinger, The Eternal Warrior, Quantum and Woody, and many more. But this is a movie review. Bloodshot stars Vin Diesel, who is excellent at picking his film projects. He was perfect for a movie like this. Action, adventure, sci-fi, superheroism, fast cars, big guns. Diesel plays Ray Garrison, a special forces soldier who is killed in action. Garrison is revived by the super technology of the RST Corporation, technology that gives him heightened strength, speed, and the ability to heal any injury instantly through nanites, which have replaced his blood. Diesel excels in roles like this, and he does his usual good turn at making the unbelievable seem completely plausible. RST is the brainchild of Dr. Emil Harding, played by Guy Pierce. Harding has gathered a motley collection of broken soldiers, replacing their missing limbs and organs with different technologies. Asa Gonzalez, Sam Hewen, and Tony Kebbell are KT, Jimmy Dalton, and Axe. All have come to grips with their new parts and the abilities that accompany them. Garrison is suffering from amnesia when he initially awakens at RST. When his memories begin to return in flashes, he sets out after the enemy combatant who killed him and his wife. An interesting element is the introduction of technology into people and what that ultimately means, whether or not such augmentation heightens or diminishes a person and their humanity. And it's something of a shame that this question isn't more fully explored. The film favors action, but avoids being too pedestrian by taking some interesting turns story-wise. The cast is good, despite the script not giving them much in the line of real drama with which to work. Guy Pierce is a solid actor and familiar with the superhero genre. Asa Gonzalez, Sam Hewen, and Tony Kebbell are all sort of one note, but they sell it well. Other supporting cast members, Tallulah Riley and Lamorne Morris, essentially have their talents wasted. Bloodshot is a great-looking movie. The production budget of $45 million is less than most superhero genre films, and I'm guessing that outside of whatever Vin Diesel got, most of the rest of the money went into the effects budget. It seems likely that director Dave Wilson was chosen for his visual effects background. Bloodshot is his first feature. He performs a workmanlike but uninspired job. Of course, he shot the screenplay that Jeff Waldo and Eric Heisserer wrote, so if it comes off as lacking inspiration, some of the fault lies with the screenwriters. The score from genre veteran composer Steve Jablonski sets the tone. I admit I like the music better hearing it in film than when I listen to it on the soundtrack album. Despite some of my more critical comments, the movie does a pretty good job of adapting the material from the comics. And for purists, this is more bloodshot from the 2012 Valiant Revival rather than the original run from 1991 to 1996. Overall, this was an entertaining movie. It's fast-paced and exciting, with effective special effects and a convincing cast of characters. With a runtime of only 1 hour and 49 minutes, it packs in a lot. Bloodshot is rated PG-13 for action, drama, sci-fi. There's some profanity, brief nudity, and quite a bit of graphic violence. The rating is appropriate. This isn't a movie for little kids. Leave them at home. Whether you're a Vin Diesel fan or not, you'll have fun with Bloodshot.
Valiant has a loyal following and fans of the comics surely won't be disappointed. And it introduces audiences to an entirely new comics universe. I'd like to see more adaptations of Valiant characters. Two stars out of four. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. And there you have it, the official Fantastic Forum review of Sony's Bloodshot. Well, Sony and Valiant Entertainment's Bloodshot, which is in theaters now. Go see it, because I want to see more <laughs> adaptations of Valiant movies. And unfortunately, they picked a lousy time to have come out with this movie, because we have been mocked by Pestilence! Pestilence! So, what can I tell you? Anyway, joining me on the show, uh, risking exposure to pestilence <laughs> by coming into the studio, uh, we have none other than Julian Lytle. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. I need I need Ulysses to record that for me for like every intro oh. I have in life. <laughs> If I get rich, that's what's going to be Ulysses' job. Introduce me. There you go. There you go, <laughs> bro, man. Yeah. You, hey, I'm there. <laughs> also in studio, equally risking pestilence, <laughs> is uh, Drew Bittner. Hey. Hey, Drew. <laughs> and taking the safe and easy way out, connecting via telephone, not risking sickness, the redoubtable Roberto Ortiz. Welcome, Roberto. I am glad to be here. I love you guys, but no way. <laughs> <laughs> now watch. He's going to be the one to get sick. <laughs> mm. Actually, you might be right. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So um, before we get to anything else, I do want to uh, just uh, talk a little bit, I mean, real briefly about uh, Bloodshot. And I realize Drew and Roberto, I don't think you guys uh, went to see it, but uh, I know that Julian did. That's right. <laughs> so, yes, but uh, Drew, just to respond to something that you said, yes, there is blood and people do get shot. <laughs> so, yes, truth in advertising Lots for this movie. Get shot. Well, yeah, well, that's true. That's true. So, Julian, uh, what, uh, what did you think? What kind of uh, review did you give the movie there on Rotten Tomatoes? You know, actually, I think I gave it like I think I gave it like a seven because I didn't hate really? it like everybody else. It was like it was like a two thousands action movie. You know, before we had universes and mega franchises. Yeah, when you would just go see like a movie with it, that, like, oh, it might be part of a comic book. Like, some, oh some yeah, guys, like, some other guys. You know, like yeah, like oh man, like the mask. Like yo, the mask was math was good. Hmm? Yes, <laughs> yes, it was, it was. I mean, and Some of the mask was not. Don't get me wrong. I no. didn't. I didn't hate this movie. It's just that there was absolutely nothing special about the movie. I mean, no. if you're looking for something unique about it or something that is going to make it stand out versus other action movies, or I mean, there was just nothing like that. It has been I mean, diesel in it. Yes. Well, which is why I gave it two out of four stars. I mean, let me tell you something. And I, I enjoyed the movie. I, it, audiences will not be disappointed. It's a lot of fun. There's just little substance to it. Now, if they had gone more, and this is this is kind of crazy, but I felt like if they'd have gone more $6 million man-esque in that you're exploring how this technological change in this person impacts them, whether or not it makes them more or less human, that would have been an interesting angle. And I thought, I mean, they, they gave a nod to that, but not really. I mean, mm. you know, from when he was, because he was dead and then he came back, and personally, I thought he w he accepted that a little quick. You know, it's like yeah, they had to fix six issues to like one movie, bro. Yeah, I don't even think it was two full hours. It, it <laughs> no, was it wasn't a lot of story. It was that's true. That's true. I mean, one hour and forty nine minutes. He punched a wall, and so he was getting that the feelings out. That's true. He did. Mm. He, pu he punched all hell out of that wall. I, I think what I mm. really want to know is: was there an inexplicable, pointless double cross at, in, at some point in the yes. movie? Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say because yes. that's 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 required in a movie like this. You have to have the hero betrayed for really no good reason. The setup, yeah, yeah. there is a character that yeah. hates him for no reason. Yeah, 
They that, never yes. explain it. That's true. That's true. He just and hates he, him for no reason. And, and he is betrayed. And, and, and it's and sort of inexplicable. Yeah. <laughs> it's and it's like, like yeah. just like, why did you do that? Because we needed him to get from point A to point C, and we didn't figure out B. <laughs> I, I tell you one thing, and uh, I'm I'm sorry. I am going to embrace a certain degree of sexism here, and partially I'll do it because we don't have a lady on the show today. Man, Asa Gonzalez no, she is fine. No, she oh, she's fine. She <laughs> oh she my bad. God. Why did they make her I was shot? like, damn, how did I not, how had I not seen her before? Oh, she's been in stuff before. I know. She was at Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I didn't see that. Mm, <laughs> you messed it up. <laughs> yeah, who, I guess who's so. she in Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> she's like, when uh, Shaw and, and Hobbs go to something like in like Britain or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Like, she helps oh. them with the, with some, some gear so they can go attack oh. that base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she was like, um. Yeah, she, she was, was like the... a fixer. So, something yeah. that Shaw already dealt with previously. Okay. Somebody like, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. She was bad. She was bad. She, yeah, she, she was pretty. She, she rapped yeah. Mexico real oh good. Oh my yeah, god. She, she's a pretty lady. Oh. Viva la Mexico. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No so wait, doubt. Mm. Wait. So yes. So this movie basically is like a hybrid of Universal Soldier and Face Off. Nah, it's it's the Bloodshot comic from 2012. Yes. Which yes. is RoboCop esque. RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no. mighty great dies and they're brought back to life by a corporation to be used in a certain way. And he rebels. And and yes. eventually mm-hmm. be thrown away, right? Hmm? He's, he's going to be yeah. thrown away, like discarded at some point, right? That's the goal. I was going to say because that's that's the other it's thing. Like it's like you've like, seen it. Yeah, it's like he's going to he's going to. They want to like, make other ones. Yeah. They want to yeah. make you know he's the but, prototype. Yeah, but, but better ones. So they're a little more loyal or whatever. Ah, Maybe it doesn't get that far in the plan. It's like he's seen it. You're listening to Fantastic <laughs> Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM. Radio Arlington. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today in studio, risking pestilence by coming in, uh, Julian Lytle and Drew Bittner, and not risking any sort of illness whatsoever, taking the safe and easy way out because that's the way he plays it. Yes, Roberto Ortiz. Yes. So, um, now one thing, and I'm just... I was real disappointed because it seemed as if the Rotten Tomatoes score on this movie was not particularly good. Oh, it's um, terrible. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, And a lot of people make their determination about how they're going to see a movie or not based on that. And I think it's, I think it's a change because it's, it's not a bad movie. Now, oh, um, I, had, I had seen some months ago because Sony uh, had uh, the rights to do... All of them. All of them, yeah. But then they kicked uh, Harbinger to over Paramount. to Paramount. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So uh, Harbinger is, I mean, I don't know any, any of you are, are actually familiar with uh, Valiant Comics. And I one of the, oh, well, I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, but here's the thing. And this was one of the things that I said straight away in the review was, if one comic book character can be popular, then another certainly can be too. And that is ultimately the premise here in Bloodshot, because you've got a whole new universe of characters. Bloodshot is really cool. I want to see Exo Man of War. I want to see Harbinger. I think Quantum and Woody. Actually, Quantum and Woody would make a better television series, I think, yeah. than a movie. I think you could get quite a bit of uh, mileage out of that. And there, there's a, a, Eternal Warrior... Shadow Man. I mean, there, there's Ninjack. a whole Ninjack. Ninjack would be good. Oh, there's a pantheon yep. of these valiant characters. And regrettably... Solar if, Man of the Atom. But those, I don't technically own those, that. Those old, yeah, those old valiant. So. Yeah. Well, if, if this Magnus movie... Oh, that's what I want to see. So they acquired Magnus because Magnus didn't start out as Magnus was something else. Magnus and Solar was... Yes, was, yes. They, they use them, but they lost them, so yeah. that's why they're not in the new value. Well, they were, they were, oh. they were gold key characters yeah. they licensed, but then, okay. they, then they lost the license. Okay, all right. That's I, what I was, I was trying to remember. Like, what was yeah. like? Yeah, yeah, gold and, and Turok. Yeah, yeah Turok. That's oh, a claim. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was Turok something? Dinosaur hunter. Dinosaur hunter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was like an 1800s era. Uh, I think Cherokee warrior, Apache mm. warrior, who mm. um, wound up going back in time and finding himself fighting dinosaurs. So well, there you Fish. go. That yeah. sounds and then, great. And then they came forward in time to like now, and then mm-hmm. he's still fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> amazing Why? how it, well, hey, amazing how a dinosaur hunter fight can... dinosaurs. <laughs> Yo, and so great fight game. robots. Yeah, good. Mm. That's what a claim bought value. Yeah, yes. Because they made that put that Turok game out on N sixty four. Yeah, 
Hard. There's fire. They want it all be, the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Harbinger, I mean, I, I want to see a Harbinger movie, but, but mm. the thing is that by, by Sony moving all the stuff, letting Paramount take over Harbinger, it means that they're going to be in the same situation with the as the MCU. They're going to have the split where the characters mm-hmm. will never be in one place one time. They'll never have like a Unity Saga Who or knows? something like that. So. Who knows if they're even going to be a movie business in a year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all well, streaming. Well, please we all did. Streaming. We're taking a leap, and before we take that particular leap, um, I want to, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, illustrious career of Max von Sydow. Oh wow! And wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this guy. Well, I mean, that was one of those. Every now and again, somebody dies, and when I hear it, I'm like, oh. You know, and that that was one of those because I mean this. And when I looked up his filmography, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. He was in Judge Dredd. He was like the Chief Justice in that." You know, he walks out uh, to the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, to find Dredd, the long long walk or whatever. The you know, bringing law to the cursed earth. Yeah, and and he was in Bob and Doug. Wait a minute, Uh, Roberto's trying to say. So what's that, Roberto? He basically was the kind of actor that basically makes the argument that there's no such a thing as a small part. Like everybody remembers, for example, the king in Conan the Barbarian, on how he gets that speech about basically the jewels moving its luster, and only the only thing you want is basically the embrace of, of your of your of your daughter. And he was like, he was amazing at taking what could have been disposable parts and making something bigger out of it. Yes. Exactly, and I like that. There are no small parts, <laughs> and you didn't say it, but only small actors. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, because every part he did, he made it epic. You know, I mean, even something yeah. like in Dune, you know, Doctor Liet Kynes, and yeah. arguably that was kind of an important part because this was like the first guy to see Paul Atreides and be like. He will know your ways. You know, I mean, that was like. But a, a, another one was in uh, a, a otherwise kind of forgettable movie. What was it? Uh, the the Tom Cruise thing, where uh, Minority the, Report. Yes, Minority Report. Thank you. I, I want to call that forgettable. <laughs> That's one of the most important films of the 2000s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at like my own stupidity for saying that this was a forgettable film. I mean, I found it kind of forgettable, but, you know, Swiping. he was... Swiping. Oh, so, that movie's so important. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's so important. Well, he was Lamar Burgess, and when I saw the name, I'm like, no, you were supposed to be black, dude. He wasn't like, you know, <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be like this whole white dude. But uh, and and personally, I thought that went off the rails because he should have shot Tom Cruise and proved pre pre crime works, and it would have been he would have gone to jail. But it's like you know what, you're going to jail anyway. <laughs> he was going to jail anyway because he killed what's her face. You know the um, thing is know, if, hmm? in that in the situation if you're gonna if you're gonna be arrested for thinking it, you might as well just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but but it was beyond thinking it because uh, Anne Lively was the name of the character that he had killed to protect pre-crime in the first place. Yeah. And uh, so, like I said, he was going up anyway. I mean, if you're going to go up, you might as well, like, yes, pre-crime works. And Tom Cruise told him, it's like, all you got to do is kill me. And it's in you straight. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going Tom national. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, we can't you kill the Tom. Kill some truth like that. Come on. Uh. Well, yeah, but uh, also uh, one of uh, my personal favorite roles that he did was in Flush. Ah. Ming the Merciless. Yes. Ming the Merciless. Oh my goodness. He. Yeah. I mean, he owned that part. He owned yeah. it. You know. Yeah. Really, I love that part so much. I have two posters of Flash Gordon's in my house. Okay, framed. Dang. <laughs> I really, it's like he took a role that could have been campy, and it was campy, but he made it like you could not take your eyes off him. You buy it that he's yes. being merciless. Yes, yeah, not inappropriately yeah. so was he campy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing how he took that performance and made such an amazing villain that you wanted to see more of him because he was a bad guy. We enjoyed a lot being a bad guy. <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, indeed, indeed. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, though. So, yeah. He was he was larger than life. Oh, to say nothing of the iconic role of Father What's His Face in The Exorcist. 
You know, oh, getting like yeah, pea the, soup spit the on him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know that he actually plays Jesus and the devil. Yes, I was aware of that. What What was the name of the movie that he played Jesus in? The greatest story ever told. There you go. Yeah, and he was a much younger guy wow. at that point. Yeah, obviously. he was in the Seven Seal too. He was death, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Only was the night, the night talking to death. Oh, okay. It was the night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he just lost the chess match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's amazing how the range he had. That he, mm-hmm. any actor would kill to have ten of the roles he had. It's like he. It, it, the contribution he made for fandom is amazing. It's yeah. like, he really will be missed. Oh, absolutely. But, hey, his work will live on. And uh, that that truly is a wonderful thing. So, But, yeah, Max von Sydow, dead at, at the age of 90. You gotta run. Bad. No, I no, well. certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can't say you lived half a life if you get to be 90. <laughs> he was a, he was a Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it finally made it into a Star Wars picture, too. That um, uh, the last, well, not the last, yeah, wait. The Force Awakens. The, the Force yeah. Awakens, yes. Star Wars fact, I, well, he never I'm, Star Trek, right? Hmm, I'm sorry? He never did Star Trek, right? No, I don't think so. I don't believe he did. Now, I'm wondering how many things on IMDb are listed as in production that he was attached to. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. There, there's something that is um, in in post-production. Okay. So oh. we will, we will whatever it is, we will, will get to see last, him again. a last movie. Yes. So, okay. Oh, there absolutely will. Gotcha. Yeah. By the way, if you want to see a good performance of him, there's a movie called Citizen X. Citizen X? Yes. It's about serial killer in Russia. And I believe he plays a psychologist. Hmm. And he has an amazing line in that movie where he's talking to the to a detective and a politician who basically are trying to catch the serial killer. And he says to them, which is a great line, you know, you two make a wonderful person. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, he, the de- when he played the devil, he was needful things, right? Yes, he was. Hmm. And apparently people, actors love working with him. Directors love working with him. He was a consummate professional. Uh, I mean, no wonder the guy basically worked almost towards the end. I mean, he worked for uh, he he was like the perpetual old man <laughs> in movies. Mm. Even when he was young, he was the old man. Wasn't it? I mean, in Conan Everbrand, he must have been like what early forty at least, and he was playing. I mean, it's amazing how many old man roles he basically did. Even in the seventies, he was playing an old man. Even when he's in his forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, some some performers uh, have that. I mean, because honest, I can tell you as a performer, you just want to work. Is <laughs> really what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to work. And uh, if you are fortunate enough to be able to work, uh, then then that's a good thing. So yeah. Hey, um, what a career. Yeah, what a career. Yeah. Hey, um, I because we're gonna get to this coronavirus thing, but I do want to know. Uh, what did you guys think of that uh, Black Widow trailer? I ain't seen it. Nope. Wow. <laughs> well, it's Marvel. <laughs> Thanks, Ulysses. There is, there is a story the there. Yeah. <laughs> there is a story there, let me tell you. But uh, I was really impressed that it's got Taskmaster in it. Well, we knew Taskmaster was going to be in it. We, they've been saying that for a while. I didn't know that. You did not know no, that? No, I did not wow. know that. It wasn't until... I was like, oh, crap. I saw him with the shield. Yeah. And then he was, like, shooting arrows like Hawkeye. Yeah. And I was like, oh, smack, it's Taskmaster. I and mean, he had the hood and stuff. I was, and, I, was, you know. I was reading a breakdown of it, and they said, look at all the different moves. There's Spider-Man moves in there. There are Captain America moves in there. There's a little mm. bit of everything in there. Mm. So That's going to yeah, be so great. This is classic, <laughs> this is classic Taskmaster. That is going to be so freaking great. And I think that uh, I think David Harbour is going to be awesome as Red Guardian, too. Yeah, yeah. well, I was, I was excited when I saw Red Guardian. But him I recognized in one of the earlier trailers. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, still fits. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The weird thing about the movie is that it actually, for me, when I saw the trailer, it felt to be the most comic booky Marvel movie. I mean, in terms of, it looks literally like a Marvel comic. It's weird to explain, but Taskmaster really felt like he can directly from the comic book page without changing much from him. And that's yeah. surprising. Yeah. 
Mm, yeah. Well, okay. So look, that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break because, of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA, which is community radio. One of the things that means is it's someplace where you can actually get involved. You want to take classes? Well, the classes are canceled right now on account of coronavirus. But ordinarily, you want to take classes in audio production? We got that. You want to have your very own radio show on FM radio? You can do that. Find out how. WERA.FM. Make it your business to check today. So look. I'm going to step aside momentarily while we acknowledge the invaluable contribution of our underwriters and our sponsors. We're also going to promote some of the other fine WERA shows coming up later today. But Fantastic Forum will be back, and we'll be back right after this. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA. 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined in the booth today by Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle. And through the miracle of technology, uh, via telephone in this case, it is Roberto Ortiz. And uh, when we left off... We were talking about, well, actually, I think we had just closed out on the illustrious career of the late Max von Sydow, who passed away last week at the age of 90. But we were shifting because uh, we're talking about the coronavirus, because you can't seem to talk about anything else right now. And because I know we're a bunch of nerdy, geeky type people, we've probably done all sorts of We've done all sorts of research into how you contract the virus and how long the virus lasts on individual surfaces. And we know very much and we can uh, basically clear up the misinformation (laughs) that you might have been getting (laughs) from others. So, yeah. And on top of that, there's all sorts of events that are being canceled willy-nilly left and right. Conventions and Disneyland is closed and... You know, I mean, this it, it's serious, but there's a reason for that, okay? And I will tell you, the reason is you want to be able to limit the spread of the virus. So it's important to cancel events like this because people have no sense whatsoever. And they will leave their houses and they'll go to these events where they might be exposed because... You know, people don't know. I mean, you know, the thing can live in your body for days. Even symptoms don't develop for days. But I was looking at a, uh, I was looking at a list of uh, events. Well, all the heck, all the actually all the shows and movies that have been canceled or delayed. I just saw uh, the Batman has uh, yep. has been delayed. You know, but uh, Supernatural, Stranger Things. The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, what's uh, what else is genre related that's on this list? Um, the Flash, Batwoman, is... yeah, The Flash, Young Sheldon, yeah. Why the Last Man. Uh, the only ones I haven't mentioned is I hadn't. You're right, I hadn't mentioned the uh, the Flash, Superman, uh, and Superman and Lois, exactly. Um, geez, uh, so you know yes. You know who's looking to get affected by this? Hmm? Ironically. You know what industry doesn't get affected by this, ironically? What what industry does not get affected by this, Roberto? The animation industry. Because what uh, Disney is basically telling their animators is basically to work from home. Yes, yes. And so it seems like you should be able to work from home easily if you happen to be an animator. In fact, in I, saw, point, I saw you made a, a post on social media about just that. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's weird. And the thing about the companies who basically are more invested in animation, like Disney, and Nickelodeon, Paramount, they're mm-hmm. able to produce content through this. They might not be able to make that money back, though, so it mm-hmm. might be a little too far to jump to say it won't be impacted if a bunch of these oh, films they, get they pushed will be back. Oh, oh, no, no, no. They will be impacted for sure. But the thing is that at least they'll be able to continue developing content. And here's another weird thing. The... Technology being developed for the Mandalorian, specifically in terms of being able to do completely holodeck-like virtual sets without having to leave the studio, without having to film outside. 
how will this long term come into play if things like this continue to happen more often? Hmm. Well, that's assuming that's assuming that uh, things like this happen more often. You know, I want to debunk something that I've seen going around on social media, where which is the claim that every election year there is some sort of illness or sickness, huh? For real, now, people are saying that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. For real, people are saying that. There's a meme that's going around, but it's not true. These uh, incidents of illness do not ex- do not precisely coincide with national election years. Mm. Yeah. So don't don't believe it <laughs> when you hear that. But people, you know, to say something very geeky, the most the perfect analogy for this in terms of science fiction is: Have you ever heard of a movie called The Andromeda Strain? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In you fact, that is a, um, that's the same guy who wrote um, Jurassic Park. Michael yes, Brighton, yeah. exactly, yeah. That actually, the point of that movie is basically is that the reason that strain of that extraterrestrial virus was so scary is because it's a virus that came to Earth. Yeah, from outer space. Exactly, and it's a novel virus. It's a virus that basically had never been introduced to an ecosystem. See, this so, is this is some of that nerdy stuff I was talking about here, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so, so the thing is that the coronavirus has in common with the Andromeda virus that is a virus that basically has never been. It's a novel virus. It's never been into the eco, in the ecosystem. So, you touch it, your body has no defenses whatsoever for it, and it will get you. It's super contagious because of that, mm. and I don't think people get that yet. That this is super contagious. You have defenses in your body that protect you from virus, from this type of viruses, but your body's not ready for this. Right. And, and it's very irresponsible to basically ask, well, I'm young, I will not die, but the problem is that then you become a freaking carrier. Carrier, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what can you do? I think it's so, Asia might be a better film to watch because it actually shows a little bit more how things will work in terms of how the yeah. whole... WHO response, response. Mm. and how they actually study and produce things says the dude who wrote it like actually researched I think I think when he wrote it he really went in depth with like I think swine flu or Mm. bird flu Mm. like he actually researched it all Mm-hmm. So that's why that that's why the rate the, the viewings of that movie went up a lot because it was <laughs> my wife was telling like, me that somebody there's, died like somebody had it then they died in the spread. And there's like, an article on Slate.com that talks about talks with the guy and yeah, he says yeah. this is what the the this is how my movie compares to coronavirus now it doesn't he said and it's better and worse so. yeah 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 yep. yeah now personally I, I I prefer outbreak. Even though <laughs> contagion is absolutely more like this in terms of the way it spreads, the number of people who get it, hopefully not in terms of the fatality rate of the because mm. everybody who got that died, <clears throat> everybody who got that one died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, outbreak, uh, and that was Dustin Hoffman, or and Hoffman. yeah, exactly, and uh, you know that much was fire. Yeah, mm. yeah. In fact, that's one of those movies. There are two movies that I would have loved to have made. One of those is Outbreak. All right? Really? Yeah, yeah. The only thing it didn't have was a fist fight. And that would have been great if they could have worked that in there. But you had the <laughs> government, you had soldiers, there was like a deadly disease. You know, I mean... They you know, even use a Moab. Yeah. It was tense. Yeah. Yeah, right love story. Tense, suspense, all that was <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the point of the helicopter chase at the end? Seriously. What the hell? I don't know. I watched this. Exactly. Throwing in some excitement there. You know, I mean, and the fact that they actually found the cure. And uh, because I was I was explaining this to my wife the other day about how uh, and in that case, the executive branch was misled as opposed to being the ones doing the misleading. Because, you know, the the, the army was like, yeah, this is what's got to happen. And we've got to destroy this town to be able to destroy the virus. And they had weaponized it on top of everything, which was uh, which was really cool. Mm. So, yeah. But um, but yes, but contagion. Fantastic movie. You should watch it. It's just it's a horror that, movie. Don't do the stupid thing. Yeah, it is well, a horror movie. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, and and the disease is the uh, is the 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 monster. But all star cast in that movie, and uh, they had some scope. You know, it's just Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, um, Mar- yeah, yeah, Lawrence uh, Fishburne. <clears throat> yeah, you know, flames. Oh, who's that uh, European actress who was in it? Um, 
She was the uh, World Health Organization doctor. Other than Kate Winslet? Wait, that was Kate Winslet? No, no, Kate Winslet. Yes, it was. Wait, wait, wait. She got got the virus toward the end of the movie. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the the European one who got kidnapped by the Chinese. Not the Brit, but the other one. Yeah, I don't remember. I have to, Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to that look that up. That joint had too many, too many bangs. <clears throat> you know, she yeah, she was. I thought she was in that um, that Batman movie. She was uh, Talia. Oh, uh, Mar- Marion Cotillard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, here we go. Exactly. What? How do you pronounce her name again? Cotillard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she was really good in that movie too. And she's a good actress. Yes, Brian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian yeah. Cranston is in that. Yeah. Oh, she was chasing down the Ellie thing. Gould. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All star cast. Okay, that's, that's your homework Ooh. out there, folks. All Watch star contagion. cast. Contagion. contagion. Watch right. Well, contagion. The, apparently, wait, what was it, Julian? You said the views are up on Netflix. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it went up so much they, they slay had to write that article. Like, <laughs> dang, people watching Contagion. Yo. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're listening to Fantastic Four. On WERA 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined in studio today by Julian Lytle, Drew Bittner, and uh, via the miracle of technology, uh, not risking illness whatsoever, Roberto Ortiz. In fact, he's wearing a mask right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll bet he is. <laughs> just talking just talk the phone. Washed his hands before he picked up the telephone, too. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And wipe that phone down with a Lysol wipe, too. Yeah. So, uh, Julian, uh, is there going to be a, a Comic-Con International this year? Yo. I would say if they're smart, they might have to postpone that joint. Mm. They question, might have to put it, it off. But, that joint's going to hurt but, the economy but, of San Diego. But put it off to when? Put it off to when? If you just suspend it like a campaign, it'll just be, you know, until 2021. Oh my god! <laughs> so in other words, yes, cancel for this year. We don't. I personally think that, but it depends on how long this goes. This whole like when it get warm, it'll go away. It's like, yo, have you seen people when it gets hot? They wear less clothes. They do more dumb stuff. Well, I mean, but it's if it if it tracks similar to the flu, as respiratory illness, then it may subside in the warmer months, and we don't know. But I mean, the thing is, but by, it's the, warm by, now. By, by, the, by the time we know. It'll be too late to schedule the True. Things. It's yeah, warm now. Uh, yeah. well, Wait, it's Roberto, I'll get to you just a second. That was 70 degrees. It's warm yeah, to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Same time. R- Roberto, come on. <laughs> right, uh, be, I, be the I, nerd. Dis- disabuse us of these false uh, notions. So, okay. So, guys, you should read a little bit about the 1917 flu, which is basically the Spanish last... Flu. Spanish flu. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, that compares what? To what's going on right oh, now. Oh, okay. The 1917 flu, there's some rumors, that they call it the Spanish flu, but there's rumors that it started here in the U.S. And the only reason they call it the Spanish flu is because Spain was the only country not in, the, in a war and was able to track the number of people getting sick. Hmm. Long story short, uh, the term, have you guys heard the term flattening the curve? Yeah. Flattening yeah. the curve, yes. That comes from that. Because there were two parades that basically happened uh, during the 1917 flu. Uh, uh, One in Philadelphia and one in St. Louis. One got canceled and one happened. And they found that the number of cases of people went down in St. Louis because they basically, the curve went down. Right, where the curve went up in Philadelphia because they held the parade. And there were more people who Mm -hmm. were exposed to the virus and didn't have... The necessary resistance, yeah. And another lesson they took from that is also that yes, in the summer the virus went down, but in October, November, and December it, it went back, back up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing to consider. That it's like just because the summer comes and we may have a low doesn't mean we're out of the woods because the the vaccine for the, the for the virus is still a year away. And it's because of the process of making vaccines take so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. use still these eggs, for crying out loud, basically, to make the vaccines. So that takes forever. Yep. So don't believe anybody that uh, we're going to be out of the woods here. Actually, one of the heads of the CDC just said that this thing might last, seriously, the isolation about two months. Hmm. Well, and hmm. that, that's why you can do yourself a favor right now by... 
limiting your exposure because if we can in fact this is why it is so bad in Italy and in Singapore they basically got it under control because in Singapore they were able to limit the exposure of people and so cases new cases of the virus didn't occur the same way but they didn't limit exposure and now it's it's growing exponentially over in Italy I think Italy is a broker country than Singapore is hmm. in terms of their population and their you know debt unemployment rate mm-hmm. thing we have to consider in America is that people can't afford to not go to work yeah, yeah, and people are going to get sick on account of it. Rent, rent don't care if you're sick. No. It never does. <laughs> Your yeah. employer doesn't care if you sick. Well, not until you get sick. You know? <laughs> Nobody cares about it until they get sick, and then it's a problem. Yeah. But if it's just theoretical, you know, it's like, ooh. No, I'm straight. I got my Sprite with ginger. I'm going to be <laughs> I'm gonna be healed for eternity. What's that, Roberto? The more scary part about this virus is that it's more infectious the first week you have it when you're not showing symptoms. Oh, yeah. The respiratory issues kick in is the second week. And here's the bad thing. People are still going to bars. People are doing... Yes. They're behaving like there's nothing wrong. And it's yes. Like, it's like, do you understand how bad this is? No, they don't. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. People don't understand. And that's... Partially, that's because there has been a lot of irresponsible rhetoric out there. Uh, really? with <laughs> well, some of well it, that's that's what the vice president said. <laughs> some of it could mm. be like, well, it depends on who we're talking about. Like, if I my job as a bartender, I'm going to work, mm. and guess what? If you stressed about working a twelve-hour shift, like I had to work yesterday, I don't drink, but I know other people do. Alcohol kills a lot of stuff, so they like. I'm gonna take this, take this gamble. People ain't gonna stop getting made just because it's a virus. There's gonna mm-hmm. be a lot of people gonna be made oh, yeah. in these next two months. There's gonna be a lot of uh, was it Capricorns and Aquariuses? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be, a, it'll be a bump. It'll be a bump for sure. Get yeah. your plague bays out here. Get your plague bays. <laughs> plague, plague babies. babies. <laughs> but have you guys realized that this might be in a way? A good thing, and I'll give you the silver lining that I see. There's one freaking silver lining. This is a tragedy that is affecting everybody on planet Earth at the same time. Think about that. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that, 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 that's why it's a pandemic. <laughs> the Nobody, minute they said that, in fact, somebody on one of these stations, yes, it's a global pandemic. I'm like, you don't have to say global. That's what pandemic means. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, global epidemic. Otherwise, pandemic. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Well, that. That's gonna be like a, it's like when it's African American where they're wearing 9/11. It, most Americans basically can tell you because that basically affected them personally directly because it's right. America, right? This is gonna be one common factor for everyone on planet Earth. Think about it. Mm. That everyone on planet can talk about what happened in your country when this happened. You know, what, what gets me is that there's, there's people that say, oh, this is just more alarmist stuff, and oh, we've had. Sp- years before and i'm thinking we've we've had issues before we've had the threat of pandemics before but we never closed the smithsonian we never canceled the you know new york city st patrick's day parade we never you know sent workers home to telework and things like that we didn't we didn't do those things you know years ago so saying oh this is just another no it's not just another because obviously there's something different about this one mm-hmm. that's driving people to, to do something really drastically different america's been very very safe there's other there's other countries who had to, who had had to live through things similar and they if you can see they're clearly more experienced at this by how they're getting out of it well yeah versus us because it's like they're they're doing we ain't been really sick well, and and we had an administration that felt comfortable getting rid of the organization oh, yeah. responsible for taking care of this. So I'm politicized this. <laughs> I, I know Dick Cheney wouldn't have messed this up. <laughs> you know something? <laughs> Dick Cheney would not have. <laughs> Whatever else you want to say, for all his Dick men Cheney arms. would not have messed he, this evil up. Evil Ever would have made sure we had. All the tests. <laughs> he would not drop the ball on this. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the one thing that's for certain is it's going to get worse before it gets better. And 
the one thing that you can do to help yourself out. Uh, it will actually not just the one thing. I mean, you can make sure you wash your hands. Uh, you can use these um, uh, Clorox wipes on uh, different things that you touch. Because apparently the virus can live on even a piece of cardboard for like three days. You know, well, so it does on some surfaces for two hours. Don't hmm. hmm? your best weapon. Literally, wash your hands with soap. The protective coating of the corona virus basically gets dissolved by soap, regular soap. Yeah, you know, wash I mean, hands. the 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 key is. You just got to use that soap. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it. it is. Yeah, and don't go dressed around. Don't go walking around dressed as a zombie either. That's just going to be getting you in trouble. So, yeah, I would imagine that uh, that's something that people would react very badly to. You know, but hey, there again, <laughs> if we can limit the exposure of people for right now and uh, bring these uh, contagion rates down. You know, maybe we might actually be able to have an end of the NBA season, and we can have some Major League Baseball, and we can have some of these convention events and just fun the stuff that we like. Seas. I just want the Olympics. Mm. They about to kill my Olympics, my dream Olympics. Just about. Mm. Just about. Where are the Olympics going to be? Tokyo, Tokyo 2020. Tokyo. Like in Akira. Oh. Like in Akira. <laughs> Akira! <laughs> Everything was coming together. <laughs> Just like the story, <laughs> global threat. Even with the global threat. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we we don't want to alarm anybody, but you do need to educate yourself about the nature of the virus. Uh, remember, an educated consumer is a forewarned and forearmed consumer. Go and, to and cdc.gov. Yes, thank CDC. you. cdc.gov. You can find out everything you need to know to protect Actually, yourself and your family. I would suggest more the World Health Organization and WHO's site. Oh, okay. World Health Organization. Yep. That Look yeah. there, too. Probably <laughs> you know? who.org, right? Roberto, you know if that's yeah, who.org? I believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, who.org. In fact, I'm checking it. In the meantime, you can... Oh, so I can't be reached. Well, that might, might, be, that, might be wrong. Yeah, well, you know, that might be just... Uh, Look up World Health I, Organization. Might, yes, <laughs> and you won't go wrong. Hey, go. also, Fantastic Forum is a television show. If you happen to be in the Arlington, Virginia area, you can tune in 8 p.m. on Friday nights and Saturday nights to Comcast, Channel 69, Verizon Files, Channel 38. Also, if you miss any portion of the show, you can catch a re-air every Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. from 3 to 4. Visit the website at fantasticforum.tv. We've got all the different segments, the interviews, the toy and game profiles, uh, the discussions, the event coverage, all that stuff broken out. And remember, come back next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Stay tuned for Ethio Diaspora right after this.